You are Locked On Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Lakers for Thursday. Brian Kamenetsky and Andy Kamenetsky. A lot to bring to you, including uh, more of our conversation with the great Mo DeKeel from Bleacher Report and The Athletic. Too much to stuff into one show, uh, which you know we had the first part of it on Wednesday, which you should go back and listen to if you haven't done it already. Uh, we will have the rest of that conversation for you today, as well as some material appearing exclusively, Andy, on the Locked on Lakers YouTube channel. Want to uh, make sure everybody's subscribing to that as well. Let you know that today's episode of Locked on Lakers brought to you by Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Moment segment coming up later in the episode. Um, all right, so Andy, we'll get to Mo in a moment. Oh, good God. Yeah. That just um, happened. It did. It did. Sorry. Uh, so we'll get to Mo in a minute or a moment, uh, but let's start with LeBron James. Move on. <laughs> Let it go. Sake, stop torturing this. Let's all pretend it didn't happen. Um, let's start with LeBron James. A couple things. LeBron in the news, first of all, makes the All-NBA second, second team, uh, despite missing a gigantic chunk of the, of, of the darn thing. Um, it is a testament, I would say, Andy, to how well he played that uh, LeBron was in there. I mean, it was a weird season, no doubt, and a lot of players missed time. But it, I do think there's a reflection of that and probably a little bit of reputation, too. Yeah, I mean, LeBron was near the front of the MVP race for the first half of the season. I mean, it was yes. him, Joel Embiid, Luka, and the eventual winner, Nikola Jokic. But LeBron was playing a as well as any of those guys. And I think also the expectation that a lot of people had, including you and me, that he would, in his own words, um, when talking with former President Barack Obama, cherry pick the first half of the season as you know an acknowledgement of the turnaround that they just had from the bubble and that type of offseason. By mileage. the way, that's the other half of LeBron news, his commentary about that. We'll get to that in yes. a moment. Yes, but uh, I think everybody thought that he was going to ease his way into the season, which we've seen him do before in the past with Cleveland and other spots, absolute opposite. I mean, he he really played his ass off, played really hard on both ends of the floor. So there is that acknowledgement of just how good he was. And, you know, at, at those heights, how singular a presence he is. And then I think also, too, that reputation in the fact that he's the rare type of guy that could miss that many games and still end up getting a second team nod. You know, I mean... It pays right. to be LeBron again, James it, it does, in a lot of ways. Right. It does. I'm, I'm not, I am, I don't get worked up too worked up about these things. It's like, it's not, uh, you, it's really like you, you start to break this stuff down and did somebody who flat out deserved to be there get squeezed because LeBron made it. And I think the answer to that question is no. And then you start to look around too. you know, Kawhi Leonard, uh, who was in the news on Wednesday, you know, horrible news for the Clippers. Uh, some suspicion that Kawhi has a, an ACL injury, certainly not going to play in Game 5. Availability for the rest of the playoffs, very much in question. Kawhi only played 51, 52 games or something like that this year. Almost everybody, Joel Embiid missed time. Um, almost everybody who made these teams missed at least some degree of time um, over the course of the season. So I, I don't have a problem with it. 
Uh, it is a reminder, though, as we head into next year, LeBron James is still really, really good. Uh, really good, even if he's not bulletproof. Um, the other thing LeBron was in the news for, and this was highly relevant uh, Wednesday as the league went crazy on a lot of levels, um, certainly with injury news as well. Kawhi mentioned uh, Chris Paul. Uh, he's in the COVID protocols. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, a we, lot we saw of dudes. James, James Harden in game five of right. Nets box. He, he was able to return, but wasn't playing absolute shell of himself. You know, Kyrie's and, already out. I mean, yeah. To say, you know, Jamal Murray was eliminated from uh, play with Denver before. Like, the injuries have been a major theme all season long and have absolutely kind of crushed the playoffs. LeBron. Uh, yeah, just ask Laker on, fans how that goes. Yeah. LeBron got up in his uh, Twitter machine and he tweeted out um, his Twitter soapbox. Yes. Uh, a lot of uh, dissatisfaction with the way that the schedule is laid out. Um, saying that he kind of let everybody know earlier in the season that this was going to happen. They didn't want to listen to me. Now I'm quoting about the start of the season. I knew exactly what would happen. I only want to protect the well-being of our players, which ultimately is the product and benefit of our game. These injuries aren't is these injuries isn't just part of the game. It's the lack of pure rim rest before the starting back up. Eight, possibly nine all-stars have missed playoff games the most in league history. This is the best time of year for our league, but fans missing a ton of our favorite players. It's insane. If there's one person who knows about the body and how to rest before starting back up, it's me. Um, and then he goes on to apologize to fans for all these guys missing time. He also said, too, and I know all about the business side, too, slash factors, so don't even try me. I get it. Um, a reminder, too, that uh, today on the road to the finals, our NBA playoffs coverage brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And the 2.6 carbs, 95 calories. We can all enjoy the games a little more this season. I also learned, Brian, from that rant uh, beyond whatever we're going to talk about with LeBron's opinion on the season and the calendar and all that, that pure rim rest is a thing. Never heard of that before in my life. I don't know. I, I don't know what that is. That a Twitter? Like, but it threw me off in terms of. Like, I wonder if he was that thing aloud. <laughs> and it was. Like, I don't know. Like or is that like a thing that you do to separate tweet? Whatever it was, I am not totally no. sure if I should have included those words in reading it aloud, but I did. Um, apologies to the kids, the, <laughs> the, the Gen Y, the Gen Z people out there. If I'm doing it wrong, but like to to the substance of what he's talking about. Look, I mean, I don't know how critical LeBron was in the Zoom chats or whatever it was before the season started about, look, I we, we are all, there are going to be injuries through the roof this year if he put out the warning. He was very publicly, for him, um, skeptical of the start of the season. He definitely uh, was displeased that it was getting done so quickly after he thought and other people thought that they'd probably begin closer to Christmas. Um, it's, it, it is, it's one of these things where I, I, he's not wrong. Quality of play this year was low relative yeah, to we've, others. We've talked about that a lot. Yeah. All season injuries weren't as high as they've ever been, but certainly were very significant, even excluding the COVID stuff. And, um, certainly had an impact on play. And it's hard to believe that the compressed schedule combined with all the COVID stuff and the inability to train and all these things that we've talked about on the show weren't a factor. My big question, and I keep coming back to this, and you alluded to it with LeBron alluding to it. I don't know what the alternative was. People are very upset and they're very disappointed and they want to blame some of the people in this room, so to speak. I still don't know what the alternative to this was. 
The one alternative that I can think of in terms of the way the schedule was laid out was not worrying so much about the Olympics. Like that was something that in the moment, even as somebody who understood where all this was coming from, and I, I've tweeted out a lot over the course of the season at Cam Brothers that mm-hmm. the the ire that keeps getting thrown at Adam Silver like he's some you know five eight hundred pound gorilla that's been forcing the players to go through this slog of a season as if they had no, no. choice every time somebody gets injured. It's completely misplaced. The players were involved in this decision-making. They ultimately wanted the money. But in the moment, I thought trying to adjust the calendar to the Olympics, even acknowledging that there are TV partners and all these different uh, elements involved with this, I thought that was a mistake, A, because I wondered how many of the stars are actually going to play in this, Mm -hmm. given the calendar, and B... I wasn't even a hundred percent sure there would be. Right. I mean, I think I think to to be fair, there were. It is a it is a major. I realize it's not an NBA event, but it is a major yes. showcase for NBA talent. A lot of players. There will be a lot of guys who skip. LeBron says, "I'm not going to do that. I got to promote Space Jam." Um, <laughs> but he's been there before. He's done it. Yeah. There will be a lot of guys who want to take the opportunity to go play, and you don't want to take that away from them. Um, and I and at the time. I think there was the expectation that the Olympics, which you know are still on schedule to be held, but will be held without fans from from other countries. Only uh, people from Japan will be in the crowd, and it is. I think the hope was that it was going to be less restrictive around the Olympics this year um, when they made these plans almost a year ago. Um, so, as long I, as people can still have sex in the uh, in the athlete village, it'll be okay. Yes. I mean, that is important. Wear a mask if you have to and cover up other things also if you need to. But um, it's not the only mask you ought to wear. But I, I just masks and gloves. It, it just sucks. It's just one of these. There are certain things in life that just suck. Like mm-hmm. there's there's not a good alternative. We don't live in a world where the owners were just going to pay everyone what they would have made for playing 50 games out of the. That's just not how the world works. Um, no matter how much you you debate where the should, and that's I think what was interesting about this all year was that it became so much of what we talked about with COVID, with politics, with everything. Different issues became avatars for how you believe about twenty other things that had nothing to do with the subject at hand. And I think injuries in basketball was that too, like how you feel about COVID, how you feel about uh, the national response to COVID, the political politic. I cannot say this word politicalization politicizing politicization the politicizing of covid politicizing also works yes i'm gonna go with that because i can say it those things you know you wanted if you had people like people weren't being protected you wanted to look at every injury and say aha this is people exploiting other people at a time when we should be more concerned about each other and our health and whatever um so i get lebron's stance here um, and I particularly get it given he, I'm sure, was not pleased with how how the season was started. Look, we've seen with but LeBron, I still, Le- but I still don't know what the, I still don't know what the alternative was. And we've also seen just over the years, you know, LeBron will go along with things that he doesn't like because he ultimately understands and respects uh, his stature in the league and the importance of that stature and the trickle down effect from which is why you couldn't take a flamethrower to this earlier in the year. Right, exactly. But like we saw with the all-star game, like we saw with this, he will always make sure that people know one way or another how he feels about it. 
All right. Uh, next, let's get to the rest of our conversation with Mo DeKeel, the great Mo DeKeel of Bleacher yeah. Report and uh, uh, The Athletic, where you can hear all of his podcasts, at Mo DeKeel uh, underscore NBA, where you get all the great stuff that he does uh, for video. You really need to follow him. We will do the rest of our conversation with Mo coming up next. Time for the Michelob Ultra moment. Locked on Lakers brought to you by Michelob Ultra on Tuesday. Uh, excuse me, on Wednesday, LaMelo Ball was named Rookie of the Year despite missing some games during the season and the emergence of the quite fun himself, uh, Minnesota Timberwolves rookie Anthony Edwards. Uh, LaMelo got the honors, averaged uh, almost 16 points a game, uh, six rebounds, six assists, nearly two steals per game. He also, Brian, is just so much fun to watch play. Like I, it is, It is a lot of fun. It is, La I mean... LaMelo in and of himself is an entertainment factory. He made all his teammates around them enjoy themselves. He made passion a thing among Charlotte fans, which in and of itself could have made him an MVP candidate. Much More importantly, he made Charlotte basketball something people outside of Charlotte actually watched. Right. I mean, that that's really difficult to do. My, Michael Jordan has not been able to do that with his presence uh, nope. with the Hornets. Um, remember, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Only 2.6 carbs, 95 calories. Joy creates success, enjoyment, isn't the end game. It's the only game, Michelob Ultra. So uh, we've been taking some Twitter questions uh, at Cam Brothers from our followers. And one of them that we wanted to ask you, Mo, came from Federalist Romo at Remo W100. How confident are you that Anthony Davis is going to take that next step to become, quote, the guy, as stated by Jared Dudley? I mean, AD is obviously a really great player. And, you know, we've seen him at his best in the bubble, but there's always been questions about his ability to stay on the court. There's always been questions about temperament, that sort of thing. Like how, and, how and, far... and Dudley, too, is talking about that sort of almost like a torch passing, like really yes, yes, taking exactly. the mantle from right. LeBron in a ceremony at and, and center court. There are really only a handful of players in the league, whether you're talking about right now or over the course of time, who really are capable of being that guy for a franchise as opposed to just an incredibly good player. H how capable do you think AD is to being that guy? How, how close do you think he is, Mo? Yeah, I want to start with just kind of talking to people and explaining like how hard it is to be that guy. Like when we look at it, I mean, there is a handful every year that's that guy. And what we mean by that guy is doesn't matter the situation. You put him on a team and you know that team's going to the playoffs minimum, right? You know, and and LeBron's obviously been is the the epicenter of that guy or or the 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 leading image of it right now. I think, you know, AD has that opportunity. He has the skill set. There's no again, it doesn't come down to skills at this point. You know, like I don't think AD is going to develop something new to his game that much right now cuz he's got so much of it now. Like I'm not thinking along those lines. It's a matter of availability, which is something he can't control. Injuries are injuries. There's no there's no control in that. Um, so there's a little bit of luck in that. Two, the temperament thing's a, an important thing. You know, can he kind of take the reins and really do it? I was encouraged in his first season as a Laker when he was saying, you know, before even the first game, like, I'm here to hold LeBron accountable too. Uh, if LeBron doesn't make the rotations, I'm going to talk to him and things like that. I don't know how much of that happened behind the scenes but like the fact he's kind of talking in that way makes you it makes me know that he's aware of what his role is and he wants to be that guy so i'm kind of all for it i think he can take that next step but it's one of those things it's the hardest thing to predict 
right? Like, okay, they're going to just take that massive leap. Right. Leaps are the hardest thing because everybody tries to predict it. Every year it's like, okay, this guy's ready for the leap. I'm like, oh, based on what? Because this wouldn't, this wouldn't, you're not talking about, this wouldn't be a leap in talent. He's already sort of made, this is a leap in, in leadership and in attitude, in how he presents himself to the media and all that stuff. I mean, how... There's a lot that goes into being yeah. a true franchise faced as opposed to being a superstar on a team. Like it's it's sort of the difference between, I guess, with the Clippers, yeah. what you look for with Kawhi Leonard in terms of pure talent and experience, and I think the respect he has around the league versus Paul George. But even with both of them, there's still those questions about okay, are they both truly capable of everything in well i mean pg gee good lord pg has constantly got himself in trouble by sort of being bad at the forward facing aspects of that and and Kawhi doesn't do it at all so there's and and those are things that you look for from a franchise face you saw you saw mo you saw Kawhi's quote after like i think it was game four where he said uh it might have been game three but could have been game four where he said like i didn't even know that we were being criticized after last year because i don't pay attention to any of that stuff it was like the only time an athlete ever said that where i kind of actually believed him yeah the only only reason why i think that's bs from Kawhi is one the coach got fired (laughs) which you probably noticed (laughs) yeah i hope he noticed it'd be really weird if he didn't realize Ty Lue was the new coach till the Doc playoffs. looks different this year i can't put my finger on why Shorter, oh, yeah. a little oh, well. skinnier kind of different oh. voice but it's okay we're go, fine i'm just gonna oh, go back to eat my apples high yeah. i'm but going back know. to eat my apples with a knife and fork yeah right <laughs> you know but when you when you think about it with with ad in that respect like he is the guy that's he's been anointed he's gonna get the torch next he's supposed to be the guy that leads the lakers after lebron leaves you know whenever whenever lebron retires which still could be a few years from now who knows um it's he's got that ability and that cachet it's can he can he get to that level Mm -hmm. and it's the hardest level to achieve right it's not an easy if he doesn't get to it Honestly, I think people are gonna people are gonna criticize him for it, but I think it's gonna be unfair criticism because it's, it's, we're asking him to be the the point one percent of the league, you know, kind of deal, and and it's hard, you know, it's it, skills wise he can right. Beat. How important is it that it happens while LeBron is there, and then the the flip side of that is question is how possible is it for it to happen while LeBron is there? See, because I mean. I think it's hard to happen while LeBron's. Yeah, there. I agree like, with you. You can only like, have the one leader. LeBron, right. Y- and that's LeBron. Only, yeah, right now you can only have the one dude. This is kind of why I think Toronto needs to move on from Kyle Lowry, right? Like you're trying to enter a new chapter. You're not going to do that with Kyle Lowry there. I think that's the same thing at a certain point. To pass the torch means you got to go fade to I, the I, back. I, I remember when you know Kobe towards the tail end of his career, or like the the year with the the super team that wasn't during Dwight Howard's first stint <laughs> as a Laker. Used to hear people talk about all the time how you know Dwight needs to demand that Kobe pass that torch. And apologies for what's going on outside our house, Scar. Uh, I hope not because I'm not I'm not leaving time with I'm gonna, Mo. I'm gonna go <laughs> check on. My, I'm going to check on my ride. I'll be no, right no, back. Man, I, no, man. No, time with Mo is too precious. Whatever happens to the car happens to the car. But I remember like people used to say that with Dwight. And it's like, look, I, I got questions about Dwight's ability to be that guy as much as the next person. But 
that torch is Kobe's and it ain't going anywhere until Kobe's ready to give it up. And I can tell you that day is not happening until he retires. And it like, sure is not, period. it sure as hell not happening for Dwight freaking right. Howard. And, and that's when, when you are Kobe, somebody of Kobe's stature or somebody of LeBron's stature, there is an awkward dynamic that goes along with the idea of ever expecting them to fade into the background even a little bit because this it's not who they are in a lot of cases, nor should they be. Right. And, you know, it's along those lines of just, you know, even if AD, even if the, even if LeBron gave it to AD, said, you got it, you need right torch. Now. There you go. <laughs> you're going to have a situation where like AD is going to say something. And then you have a few guys look at LeBron waiting for him to kind of like, yeah. Let's go. You know, and 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 so now LeBron is the 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 shadow leader. Like it's it becomes a a a, a bit of a, a he's their Rambi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's their Rambi, and I think that's the situation you have in, in that you got to be careful with it. So as I, I think it's hard yeah. as long as LeBron's there to think. And 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 by the way, LeBron has earned that. Yeah, and that's what I say because it's like in the end, even as AD takes a larger role on the team, which I think, you know, honestly, if he could stay healthy, would have already probably already started to happen now. You know, it, right. it, it's LeBron playing. If LeBron decided to be a sixth man and play for another seven years as a sixth man on the team, he'd still be the guy who went to what is nine finals um, and. 11 finals. I'm oh, sorry. Didn't right, mean, it was a nine 11. straight or I don't know, but a lot. Eight straight. Eight straight. Eight, eight, eight. Was, uh, many, many, many finals. Um, and like the, 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 that part of the job description is based partially on court competence, which LeBron still has obviously, but you don't, it doesn't necessarily have to be the best player. It just has to be a guy with enough juice to, to have people's respect in, in things. So, I mean, if LeBron is, not quite as good as AD or doesn't, you know, play his fundamental role two years from now or three years from now, as long as he's still pretty damn good. I just don't see how I don't, I don't see how AD can move into this until LeBron is gone. As much yeah. as I respect what Jared Dudley was trying to get at in terms of, I think motivating and empowering Anthony Davis for next year and what is going to be an important year for him. I just don't see that part of it happening while LeBron is there. Yeah, I mean the 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 full leadership side of it, I don't think is ever going to fully happen in that instance. But what I think Jared is talking about too, though, is the bigger role on the court, is carrying a larger burden on the court to create, and and not just for himself, but for others to be more of the dominant guy on the court. I think that's kind of the the leap that Jared is predicting next year for for AD. All right, let, let's stay on Anthony Davis, though, because there's another element that I want to get into this uh, after the break. Locked on Lakers brought to you by rockauto.com. I am not a car guy, but I still sometimes need stuff for my car. And when I go to a store, I, I'm, I'm, I don't like the salespeople. They're always like pressuring you, Andy, to get like, oh, you need this part. You need that part. Maybe that part costs a little more. Maybe it's just the thing that, that this guy's got left in his warehouse. Whatever it is, I don't like it. I don't, I don't like the pressure. I don't like any of that stuff. Uh, you don't like it either. But if you have oh. a computer and you probably have one at home, you probably have one in your pocket. It's called a phone. Uh, you go to rockauto.com. You don't have one or the other. I don't know how you're stuff. hearing this podcast. To be that's totally a good honest. question. Maybe you're borrowing one from a friend. Even then, that still works. Chain stores, they've got different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they are reliably low, 20 30 even 50% lower than chain stores or a new car dealership. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts that are available for your car or 
truck uh, right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com Locked on Lakers also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. You can bet on all the action at Bet Online. This week is always tons of sports action on the go. Get the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, UFC, MMA. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop, mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams are neck deep. In the playoffs, head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. This is the last thing I wanted to get uh, your perspective on, Mo, when it comes to AD. There's there's always talk about the way he's used as a four versus a five and what that does in terms of getting closer to the basket and you know how, how effective that makes AD as a player. And this debate is always framed in terms of you know, AD's production. But I've been wondering lately, and I, I heard somebody talk about this on a podcast, and I apologize, I can't give them the uh, proper credit. But I wonder if actually the idea of AD not playing center, where everybody agrees he is most effective, hurts less about his overall production, but more about the way it actually sets up the other guys on the court. Because if you're playing him at the four, it means you have to have a five. And if you have a five out there, generally speaking, it's not going to be a shooter. There are fives who can space the floor, but there aren't that many of them. So you end up playing a team that has one fewer floor spacer out there just by definition of AD not playing center because you can only have five guys on the court at once. AD himself is not really a reliable floor spacer. And I, I've been wondering if actually just that question hasn't been framed the, the the correct way yeah um one the lakers should explore having a six person on the court um, <laughs> <laughs> well the, the league does favor them most i mean if there's any team that could pull it off it, it, I mean, is it, would, it would just be more by evidence of the team you know i disagree with the, of the league's bias andy against the lakers <laughs> and how much they hate the lakers and don't want the lakers to win if they don't let them have a sixth player the uh but the but to, to the important aspect of your question is you know we've seen it work, you know, and that's kind of the thing. Like AD will shift to the center. You're right about everything you said. Him playing the four usually leads to a five. That's probably not a shooter unless it's Mark Gasol and who was sometimes a very unwilling shooter. Yes. Um, in, in, in that regard, but you know, with Gasol, you had better passing. You, you were able to put him up higher and, and run offense through him. So it made things different, but normally it's a guy like Drummond, uh, Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, you know, all of those guys, but they had success with it, you know, and, and, and I think it's not, I, I think we get too caught up sometimes in let's space the floor in let's make sure we're, we're, we have enough shooting on the floor. How about let's just put our guys in the right spots to go do their thing, you know, and, and yes, another center makes it harder for AD to post up. But you put him at the elbow. You put him in the you, you, you know a, a opportunity to face up and go in the mid post, and you're fine. How much? Because this is this is a some of this is just about AD because AD yes. was dominant in games two and three. Guess who was playing in those games? Andre Drummond, right. and it seemed to work okay. This I, I always think you know when we look back at the finals last year, the playoffs last year, 
And we, when we think about Davis, it's like, oh my God, the mid-range game was incredible. He was shooting outside jumpers, three-pointers, mid-range jump shots and stuff last year too, but he was also finishing at the basket and putting the ball on the floor. I think the bigger thing he does is just goes too slow. It's not right. that Andre Drummond is over there. It's that he gets the ball and he waits for the double and he looks and he kind of tries to make the quote-unquote the right play. When he just gets it, goes, makes a decision and does something, makes the defense react, doesn't matter who's on the floor with him. So I just... You can put Dwight Howard there. You can put Andre Drummond there. If Anthony Davis, who is a an alien, he is a freak at this, you know, of, of basketball skill. If he wants to go to the basket and dominate that way, he can. I just I I, I just feel like some of it is misplaced because maybe people don't want to criticize AD or they want to find fault in the other guy. I don't know what it is. It, it, the other thing too is like when you have a guy like Drummond or somebody on the opposite block. That's gonna force help when AD drives, and that's a passing outlet. That's a guy that you can AD is gonna dish it off to, mm-hmm. and that should be a dunk, you know. And and it's, it's stuff we saw with Howard, with McGee, that we we didn't get to see a lot of with Drummond and AD developing that. But you know, it's I just think sometimes we just focus too much, and I and the royal we, right? Everybody, like we just focus too much on like, oh, that hurts spacing. Oh, that those guys can't play together because he does this and he does that. Like, it's just, and I'm going to go a little bit on a tangent here away from the Lakers. Do what you got to do. But like, no rant. (laughs) I have plenty of rants. I have a friend who I specifically call with all my rants about everything in life. And, and, and he just sent him a a warning ahead of time. Uh, But the, the thing here is like, we did this for so many years with the Sixers. We, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons can't play together. They can't play together. This isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. You know, they're, it's a 2-2 series right now as we're talking against Atlanta, but they're close to making the conference finals with a pretty decent chance to go to the finals. They've made it work. They were the number one team in the East. It's just finding the right way of setting things up and, and moving the chess pieces around and, and, and stuff like that. You know, you can always – you know, with the right five guys, make something work, even if you have duplicates, even if you have guys that are relatively similar in what they do and where they want to attack from, you can find ways to make it work. And I think we just get too focused on this stuff all the time and go like, oh, they shouldn't have Drummond. Like, I'm not a big Drummond guy. You know, they they see value in him, want to bring him back and let's see what he does next season. There's there's a way to make it work, you know, and 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 I trust that they will find that. Yeah. And I think we we get too hung up on this. Like, you shouldn't play AD at the five all season. It's going to wear him down. You're going to tire no, I, him out. No you doubt. Know? No yeah, doubt. And I, and, and I like having that ace up your sleeve if you're Vogel. Nothing else is working. Fine. AD, you're playing the five. Okay, cool. And then it, and then you see it kind of. It's nice having that sort of real backup plan. You know, that opportunity of just going like, okay, let's go. All right, that was uh, Mo DeKeel. Andy, uh, it's it's never a better time than just hanging out with Mo. He's the best, man. Love that dude. Um, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful person in addition to a great basketball mind. Again, be sure to go back if you haven't listened to Wednesday's episode of Locked on Lakers, a full half hour plus with Mo DeKeel. Also check out a little bonus from this interview uh, on our YouTube channel, Locked on Lakers on YouTube. Another good interview coming up on Friday, Jake Fisher, author of a great book about tanking and how that changed uh, the the nature of the NBA. Some good little nuggets in there about the uh, wasteland years, as I call them for the Lakers. So that's coming up on Friday. Everybody have a great day.